You may be seated as we hear a reading from 1 John. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this, when He is revealed, we will be like Him, for we will see Him as He is. And all who have this hope in Him purify themselves, just as He is pure. Word of God, Word of life. Thanks be to God. I find that one of the easiest mistakes to make as a pastor is to plow through a worship service just assuming that everybody understands all the thoughtful little pieces that get included to serve that worship service's purpose and then never explain what that purpose is. So as you come into this space tonight and you see all these pictures hanging on the side windows and then maybe you see these pictures of uh, little ones on the font, like what do they all share in common? They're, these are our beloved dead ones. So it's a sad service, but then within the same service, we also name those who are baptized in the past year. There's pictures of some of those children on the font where that baptism for them each happened. And baptisms are anything but sad. And they're great. A baptism is hope made visible. To have a worship service that celebrates those who have died and those who've been baptized can seem like a strange combination. So what are we doing? What is All Saints Day? Well, even though the world has made All Hallows' Eve, what we call Halloween, a much bigger deal, originally the big deal was All Hallows' Day, what we now call All Saints Day. Sundays and Seasons, my primary worship planning resource says, All Saints celebrates the baptized people of God, living and dead, who are the body of Christ. As November heralds the dying of the landscape in many northern regions, nailed that one, the readings and liturgy call us to remember all who've died in Christ and whose baptism is complete. At the Lord's table, we gather with the faithful of every time and place, trusting that the promises of God will be fulfilled and that all tears will be wiped away in the new Jerusalem. So if you know the Apostles' Creed, you know that we confess to believe in the communion of saints. Well, that communion is a gathering of all the saints, those alive at this rail and those who, although dead, rest in the peace of Christ. Baptism makes a family of faith out of a bunch of sinners, and nothing can break that family of faith up. On this day, we remember our whole family of faith and give thanks that in Christ, death is not the end of any life story. Every year, fifth graders have a faith building block where we celebrate and teach what we talk about and what we think about Holy Communion, this mystery that is Holy Communion. We talk about what we think it might mean, what we think it is. And one of the things I always share with our kids and their parents who are there is that as I come to the rail, I remember those I've been at the rail with over my lifetime. I think of grandparents long dead. I think of friends that I have served as pastor long dead. I also think of those who are distant from me. They're 
maybe a country away or states away, alive, just nowhere near. And yet somehow what happens up here unites the whole family of faith. That's why we do it every time we worship. (laughs) Because why wouldn't we want the family of faith to gather again around this meal, around the, the mercy of God, the grace of Jesus? So the first John text we heard read for, read for today speaks to all of this. That first verse says, See what love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. So we are children of God. My uh, eldest is 19 next week, and uh, on above her bed when she was baptized, one of the gifts she received was a, a little wooden sign like many of us hang in our houses, and it said, I am a child of God we each could have that above our beds. I am a child of God. Tonight, we baptized two sisters in Christ, Carmela and, and Sophia. I almost, my first is Sophia, sorry. Carmela and Sophia. And child of God is an identity that we spend a lifetime exploring, each and every one of us. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, how different one faithful person's relationship to God is from another. Because although each of us is child of God, we don't all do it the same. Like, for example, earlier today I was meeting with Renee Holthouse as we planned the funeral for her husband, Jay, which is this Saturday. And as we talked about the life and loves of Jay, it became very clear very fast to me that his relationship to God was just as real, just as true, just as vibrant as any person I've ever met and ever had a funeral for. But also, it was not the same as anyone else I've ever done a funeral for. And I could say that for the hundreds of people I've done a funeral for. Maybe this sounds terribly obvious to you, but I think it's important to say out loud that although each of us shares in the faith of Jesus, that life-giving, mercy-filled, gracious love was shared with you as much as with me or anybody else, that doesn't mean that the relationship that is named by God at baptism with you, with each of us, is to be the exactly same thing as anyone else. Each of us has our own experience, our own generational expressions, our own personality quirks, our own demons, our own gifts. Each of us is indeed unique. And the amazing good news today on this All Saints Day is that amidst the uniqueness each of us brings to God, God receives all of it. God knows all of it. What needs to be forgiven for you might be different from what needs to be forgiven in me. What I offer to this family of faith is a bit different from what you offer to this family of faith, but God's grace is given to all of us, both willing and able to redeem all the broken parts, whatever they might be for you, willing and able to celebrate all the the beauty and pull us all closer to God. As the text for today says, What we do know is this, when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. We will see God as God is, despite our brokenness, our addictions, our doubts, our hates, our smallness. God reaches into our lives through something as simple as water and the word. In a room like this, among people like us, and promises to know us, reveal himself to us, and sustain us through the worst, even through death. 
And I love the last line of our text today. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. Many of us resist hope because the desired result doesn't seem to come to fruition. But the kind of hope this text is referring to is different. A Jesus follower hopes that in the end, all will be well, all will be whole. And if all is not well, if all is not whole, if all is not healed and made new, then it's not the end. Jesus of Nazareth died, and then he didn't stay dead. That changed everything for the whole creation forevermore. It was like God showed us the end of the movie while we were still in the first part of the movie, living in suspense over whether good or evil is going to win. Have you ever skipped to the last chapter of a book because you just couldn't wait to see how it was going to end? Well, that's what Easter does for us. It's what that story means for us. It's what the end looks like. It looks like life, no matter how the fake end seems to come up. It looks like new creation in the wake of crucifixion. And it's why we hope. It's why we know that in the end, all will be well. All will be whole. Thanks be to God. Amen.